Anyway, I know how to intro a show. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are back with Bookish Babbles, and uh, the way I've scheduled this, uh, this will will be coming out on the. I still can't get over the change they made for the recording. Yes, it makes me angry. I know. This meeting is being recorded. Take two. Welcome back to Bookish Babbles. I am here with Sarah. Woo! Hello! Hey! Uh, so, the way I've scheduled it, this will come out the first Tuesday of the new year. So, we're recording on, what was it, December 29th. So, a few more days left of 2022. So, when you hear from us, it'll be 2023, which is terrifying to think about. Hello, new year. Hello, not new us. Yeah, yep, nope. We're pretty like every time I hear the like new year, new me, and it's like, nah, you're the same as you were like, you know, two days ago. But anyway, so mostly on this podcast, I obviously, you know, talk, I'm talking about books I've read in the past, but like rereads. Um, so, but I thought, why not talk about some more, you know, recent reads? Why not just do what every booktuber does this time of year and talk about our top uh reads reads of the year because we read a lot of books this year and we read a lot of really good books so why not talk about them well allison read a lot of books <laughs> yes, did. i came in under 30 this year hold on how many did i read i mean i still have three days left i'm trying to hit the goodreads goal i set which was 92 i think Eighty-five. I've eighty-five books. I read twenty-eight. Woo! Twenty-eight more than most people in my in my family. So you're doing great. Yeah, I try. It's been a long year. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year. But but that's a but you know read some good books, saw some good some good movies. All that fun, all that fun stuff. So at least the art was good. We'll be seeing a hopefully good movie in a couple of weeks. So that is based off a book. Yes, which I need to read. I'm thinking of rereading it. I need to find my copy though. Yeah, like I need to read that, and I need to read uh, my book club book. We're reading a uh, Ruthless River right now, which is a memoir about a woman surviving in the. A plane crash in the Amazon jungle with her husband. So yikes! But anyway, um, so how do we want to do this? Because I know I have multiple honorable mentions, and you know, and I do, but I do want to count back from like ten to one. Eleven to one, because you oh, yeah, had us do Oh yeah, so we did our top eleven because we figured out ah, the two together add up to twenty-two, and it's twenty twenty-two. Ha ha ha. So clever. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Everything will be alright. <laughs> or, or if you prefer the TikTok sound, I don't know about you, bitch, I hope, bitch, I hope the fuck you do. do. 
Oh man. Oh TikTok ruining the way I listen to music. Mood though. <laughs> yep. But anyway, do you just want to get the honorable mentions out of the way? Sure. That is all you. Okay. So my honorable mentions are okay, I wrote all the stuff out in a very chaotic way, so bear with me, everyone. Um Okay, the first honorable mention, a book you and I both love, uh, The Girl from the Sea by Molly Knox, Ostertag, the graphic novel. Ah, Yes! My first TikTok was a review of that book. Yay! I have like three whole TikTok videos. (laughs) Yes, and and all three of them are excellent. And one of them was posted today. Hi, I peeped my tattoos. (laughs) Yay! Okay, TikTok. Sarah's TikTok in the show notes, everyone. Okay. Um, woo! Okay, so that one, um, I Must Betray You by Ruta Sepetes, which is a historical fiction novel taking place in 1989. Shit. Where, w- where did it take place? Not Russia. Hold on. Romania. There we go. 1989 Romania so you know uh the height of the very scary uh communist government that was ruling over everything at the time communism yeah very stressful read but very good anyway um that one oh uh, another graphic novel ballad for soapy by Philippe Mello amazing book especially if you're a music lover uh stationary shop by Merjan uh, Kamali um love story uh, highly recommend uh, Ramasea by Radia Hafiza I looked at, I did my best to look at the pronunciations of these names guys I'm doing my best I swear um, I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver and that's all my honorable mentions and have you read did you read I Wish You All the Best Sarah I forget I did not I read their other book The Ghosts We Keep Right. Another book I want to read. So yeah. That one's good. Mm-hmm. And I wish you all the best was flipping amazing. All right. Um, Sarah disappeared again. Take a shot every time Sarah disappears from my screen. You'll be in the hospital before you know it. Hmm. Okay, but us making jokes during our Twilight rewatch recently. <laughs> oh man i already want to do that again like okay i just finished listen re-listening to eclipse and it was painful to read because of how much blank of self-blame bella was doing like it was it was it was painful to read those parts and then um and of course you got the casual assault and then um and i just started breaking dawn she just woke up it's the morning of the wedding <laughs> but for the listeners who don't know what we're talking about recently we had me come visit Allison for a weekend she picked me up on a Saturday night and we proceeded to make baked goods and watch the whole Twilight Saga in less than 24 hours while trying to put a bookshelf together yeah that part was a major disaster yeah was your dad at least able to salvage it oh he did he did and he got brady to help me (laughs) love that yep 
But anyway, uh, that's a story for another time. Let's get into our top 11 after I got all my honorable mentions out of the way. Uh, Sarah. So my 11 pick is a fun spot because Allison, you'll understand why immediately. Okay. This is a this is a book I wish I'd been able to give a better chance. It was a four star read. I think it would have been a five. Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew oh. Perry. <laughs> yep. Which I read over half of in the waiting room of an urgent care while running a fever waiting to be seen for the flu. Oh. I like, I remember so many bits and pieces of that middle section. But I feel like if I actually had the capacity to remember, I would have given it five stars. So you you just have to reread it then? Yes, but it's heavy content and I can't like turn around and reread it immediately. Fair enough. Um, does he read the audiobook for it? I think he does, but don't quote me. Okay, because I... <clears throat> Because I feel like that's common a lot for, like, you know, celebrity memoirs. Hold on. I'm going to just casually check Audible right now. I know Jeanette McCurdy read hers. Yep, I knew that. Um, all right, we're, we're learning this information live, people. We saw Jeanette McCurdy. Yes, audience. we did. Mm-hmm. In the first snowstorm of the year, and the only snowstorm Rhode Island has had. Yeah, that was stressful to drive out of uh, at least we got insomnia cookie though yes and keep yes. in mind guys you oh, know how i said i had the flu uh-huh listeners that event was right after i got over the flu and here i am first day back in the real world walking through the snow and mesh sneakers yep um and yes according to audible um matthew perry does read the audiobook so woo woo Okay, so my number 11 is a fantasy book that I'm pretty sure I've recommended a few, at least a couple times on like, you know, book tags or my random recommendation segment when I remember to do it. Um, A River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. It's the first book in a duology and I got the sequel. I need to read it very soon. Um, If you... I don't know, if you if you love music and you love like low-key uh fa- fantasy that isn't like you know big epic you'll love it and you'll love all the characters in this village who are who are trying to solve this mystery of why do are these spirits acting up and why do kids keep go go missing and it's a great time and if you are a bard in D uh you'll appreciate this book too for that reason we love you, bards. Yes. So, isn't uh, I'm I'm I don't play D and D, guys. I'm not an expert, but for like the Stranger Things characters, wasn't Dustin? Isn't Dustin the bard? He might be. I don't know. Remember, I'm not that far in. Oh, that's right. Uh, you're you're at the end of season two, right? Like mid season two, Netflix okay. stopped working on the living room TV. Oh, that's that's annoying. Yeah, every time you try to open something, it buffers and kicks you out. Okay, so what I'm hearing is you need to come over again. We'll, we'll do a Stranger Things marathon. After another Twilight After round. After another Twilight marathon. <laughs> uh, I just, I just uh, I'll just pretend to, 
I'll just pretend to be sick because everyone at work is getting sick right now just so we can have a Twilight Marathon and no no one from work heard that. No one. You heard no. nothing. No. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. You heard nothing. You know nothing. Anyway. Are we moving on to number 10? Number 10. What, what's your number 10? Magic Lessons by Alice Hoffman. Woo! I've recommended this book a couple of times. I've talked about it. I feel like if it weren't so long, I would have loved it even more. Yeah. But, like, it's hard to pull off a novel that follows a whole character. Like, a character's whole life. Magic. Witches. Magic. Sam. Sam. We'll be there soon. Yahoo! If HR fucking approves my time off that I requested like a week and a half ago by the way and it's one week until the day I'm like hello 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 just harass them blow them up yeah I need to start doing hello Jane because her name's Jane hi Jane from HR uh could you please approve that because um I'd appreciate it I'm going whether you approve it or not. Yes. And um, also, for Christ's sakes, approve the one random day in February I requested off so I can go see Phantom. Phantom. Yeah. I remember when you bought those tickets. Yeah, like, that's not even, a, like, I didn't even, I was like, I didn't ask for pay time off for that one. I, like, it should be very easy to approve. It's one random day that I'm, that I've requested weeks in advance. Anyway, um... Your number 10. My number 10 is uh, the These Violent Delights duology by uh, Chloe Gong, which is the only series I completed this year, by the way, apparently. After reading 80-something books, that's the only series you finished? Yeah! Weird, I know. <laughs> Sarah's looking at me like, are you okay? Math does not math. Yeah, um, I know. I... That, I know that math is not mathing. A lot of things have happened this year that don't make sense valid but see also i'm the standalone human mm -hmm. but yes um but yeah for those who don't know um these violent delights is a like historical uh, fantasy retelling of romeo and juliet it takes place in shanghai and it's very very it's very very good all the char characters are great and um but of course, uh, it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling, so uh, be prepared for feelings and potentially not a happy ending, guys. But still, you should read it! These violent delights have violent ends and in their triumph die. Yep. Like fire and powder, which as they kiss, consume. And um, I know like a spin-off related uh, series is coming out. The first book, um, Foul Lady Fortune, which I didn't realize was, was going to be connected to... Um, the these violent delights duology until someone told me so be aware of that if you saw that book going around this year and also um i haven't read foul lady fortune yet because i know that just like with these violent delights because i read those two books like back to back i'm gonna want to read this duology back to back so i'm waiting for book two to come out before i read foul lady fortune smart yep which i believe is just like how These Violent Delights was based off Romeo and Juliet, I believe this one will be loosely based off As You Like It, which I, I was in that play in college, so woohoo! 
Oh, the memories. Yep. Oh, the memories. Anyway, the, the one non-theater major who was in that production. A random freshman from that wasn't even a theater major so was like, hi, how's it going? Please love me. Yeah, so like, hi, please be my friend. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's your number nine? This is the one series I completed this year. Yay! Heart Stopper. Woo! We all we all love Heart Stopper. Twenty twenty two is the year of Heart Stopper. I still haven't seen the TV series. You haven't? No. And would you like to know the stupid reason why? Sure. Kit Connor, who plays Nick. Yeah. One of my favorite movies and a hyperfixation that I go in and out of is the 2019 movie Rocket Man, The Life of Elton John. Mm-hmm. And he plays a young Elton John, and I can't look at Kit Connor without seeing young Elton. And then it <laughs> throws my brain off. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need to watch Rocket Man. And then I never get through an episode. <laughs> eventually i will be able to get through this like mental placement but right now it's just they finished filming season two though i know and i know i'm gonna cry when i watch it just like i cried with season one we're gonna like lose our minds when the last book comes out yep i'm not ready because isn't the next one the last one? Yes, it is. And I'm not okay with that. Okay, but if it makes you feel any better, Alice has been posting aged up art of them around Christmas. Aww. So, like, we know they stay together. Mm. If nothing else. You know, it's like they better they better stay together. They're, they, they're not allowed to break up. Yeah, that was your number nine, right? That it was. Okay, so my number nine is a manga series. Ooh, that, I that I haven't finished yet because there are like 30-something volumes out there. Um, Yona of the Dawn. Uh, it's fan- It's fantastic. Um, main character, Yona. She's a, pr- she's a princess. And, oh no, her father gets murdered. And now she has to run, run, a- run away with... Um, with uh, her bodyguard who is like you know also a childhood friend and if you love uh brooding uh dark-haired guys then yeah you will love this one he is a man yep he is a man with a sword and she is learning to use bow and arrow stab Woo! but no it but that that's all you really need to know i think about the about the series um you should read it, and I know they did make one season uh, for the anime, but I don't think they're going to continue, which is stupid because the series is so good. I'm four. I'm I'm only four volumes. It, it would. I'd probably rank the series higher if I if I was further along. I'm I'm only four volumes in because um certain volumes are go are like in and out of stock at random times, like um like volume four is out of stock for months randomly, so it took me a while to get to get it. Yeah, they really love to make you suffer. Yeah, they do. And and I, and I, 
and I just want and I just want audio audio books. Okay, so yes, you if you so yeah, and there aren't really I feel like there aren't many like good like manga fantasies that I've heard of. So if you want a good manga fantasy, this is an excellent one. Get on that, kids. Woo! And uh, make more uh, TV episodes of Yon of the Dawn so more people can watch it. That's all we want in life. That's the hope. Anyway, on to number eight. I do not have the subtitle for this one written down, so y'all are just going to have to live with the title. Oh boy. Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. Y'all, country music fans out there, you know the voice of Randy Travis. You've heard Randy Travis. And he tragically had like a major heart issue and a stroke that left him mostly unable to speak. So it's really interesting hearing about his life and his voice. Not verbally, but like it still carries over so well written. And he had he had a co-author. I unfortunately don't have the gentleman's name in front of me, but they did an amazing job. And he's funny as hell. It's great. Nice. Isn't it funny how, I don't know, as kids, I, I was always like, I'm going to read fantasy forever. I don't want to read a book where a person just talks about their lives. Now I'm really getting into memoirs and stuff. Yeah, you read Josh Pax. You read, Jean- did you read Jeanette's? Yep. And uh, conveniently, that's my number eight. Love that. Yeah. Nine, since that's where we are yep so well timed everyone anyway but yes the you know uh Jeanette McCurdy's book I'm glad my mom died uh has been like at the top of the New York Times bestseller list ever since it came out practically and it's fucking it's fucking amazing and I'm so glad and I'm really happy for Jeanette that it's doing so well because she 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 deserves it after you know her mom and Nickelodeon screwed her over and traumatized her Dan Schneider yep Dan the foot fetish Schneider mm-hmm. yeah I feel and I feel like it, I don't know in like tw- in like a decade or two there could you could have like a whole doc documentary series about all the shit that went down behind the scenes in Nickelodeon during that era. Okay, but people are doing that now with the managers of 90s boy bands. It'll happen. Uh-huh. But, by the way, have you watched the Harry and Meghan documentary? I have not. I have. And I've pre-ordered Prince Harry's book. Beautiful. Because the royal institution for doing that to them listen i'm still mad about the death of diana yeah we've had many a heated discussion in the car about the death of diana yeah we have and funny thing that gets that kind of gets me is that well the age gap between her and charles was insanely uncomfortable because when they met he was 28 she was 16 and they got married when she was 20 and only, like, interacted, like, what was it, like, 13 times or whatever. And he was supposed to marry her sister? Yeah. 
And then, um, I don't know, it's like, it's like they wanted someone who was like, you know, young and naive, who they thought they could mold and manipulate, but <laughs> they underestimate how strong-willed Diana actually was. So fuck them for that. Agreed. Yep. <sighs> I wish. I don't know. I I'm glad the Roy. I they the Royals should reform the, the the whole like lineage thing, where it's like instead of like oldest child automatically gets the throne, it should be like okay, the whoever's currently on the throne could be like okay, I choose which of my kids inherits this. Because sometimes the oldest child isn't meant. It wouldn't be well suited for the role, guys. What do you know? Yeah. Evil grin. Yep. Evil grin. Yes, I know. I'm just saying, Um, I don't know the royals, obviously, personally, but I feel like had Queen Elizabeth been given the choice, she would have picked Anne to inherit the throne. Prin princess spoils her own kidnapping plot, Anne. Love her. Anyway, uh, that was an unexpected tangent. So you gave us your eight. You never gave us your nine. Oh, I never. No, I did. I said Yona was my nine. Oh. Damn, I, I see what happened. I jumped around on my list. I swapped two places. Okay, yeah. I mean. It was a purposeful swap, but then it messed up my brain. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I was agonizing over the rankings during my break. Like, especially the top, like two Th those can be switched depending on the mood i'm in i guess which day you ask me but anyway that's uh that's getting ahead of ourselves uh where are we number seven number seven crumbs by danny sterling i still need to read that the first love story of any kind i read after my breakup it is magical it is fun the world building is wonderful and you really fall in love with the characters. You want to see them strive. And then you see it. Yay. And there are witches in that book too, right? Yep. Woo! It's a magic bakery. Yes, that's right! So like, you walk in and you, you, have, you have an exam that day. You better get some tea that'll help you to re remember everything. You're having a bad day, you might want to get a joy muffin kind of thing. I love it. It's so fun. Yep. Um, let's see. My number seven. Doo -doo -doo. Oh, uh, The Beauty and the Beast by Gabrielle Suzanne Barbot de Villain Euve. I bad with French names, guys. But yes, the original text of Beauty and the Beast because Obviously, it's been one of my favorite like stories that have just that's been with me my whole life, mostly because of the Disney movie, and then you know, other adaptations, including um, the very roller coaster of a relationship of Belle and Rumpelstiltskin on Once Upon a Time. Oh, I've heard you talk about that for hours. Oh yeah, Sarah has suffered many uh rants and tangents that I have said. Um. <laughs> Okay, but you've listened to me talk about Destiel. <laughs> okay, there we go. It evens out. <laughs> but, but yeah, so 
uh, Beauty and the Beast has just been a story that's that you know stuck with me for my whole life but then I've never like this is my first time reading the original text and I really loved it guys like it, it's not a book I'd recommend to everyone necessarily but for me it, it meant a lot personally like the story means a lot to me so and if you're like if you have if you're some if you have similar taste to me then I'd say read it but it's not a book that everyone would like like I don't I don't what do you say Sarah go ahead like um I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to you Sarah I mean you could try I'm not sure if you'd like it as much as I do though I'm trying to remember if I read it in my college Disney class because they did have us read originals oh okay if we did it's pushed we did we did okay but um the 30th anniversary special i haven't watched it yet have you seen the one uh the one scene that's been going all around tiktok oh, you mean josh groban singing um what's it called evermore yeah that and then there's another one and i cannot think of the gentleman's name but it's it's the guy who plays gaston oh joshua henry his his sequence yeah it, it immediately started playing in my head but uh i saw a tiktok that you'll love it's by one of my favorite creators atomic apple pie and she does she shows that scene and then she it cuts to her and she goes excuse me but i've loved this for decades how dare you find a guest on so attractive that suddenly I'm rooting for him instead of the beast. What the hell, guys? The beast played by Josh Groban. Josh Groban. And also Joshua Henry um was in the Broadway cast for the most recent revival for Into the Woods. He played Rapunzel's Prince, and that man's voice is gorgeous. Like I have listened to Agony on repeat. Hi, Ray. Oh, she walked by me. But yes, um, if you haven't listened to the most recent Into the Woods uh, cast recording with, you know, Sarah Bareilles, uh, listen to it now. Do yourself a favor. It's fantastic. But, and uh, Philippa Sue Cinderella as well. I knew you'd love an excuse to talk about musical theater. Exactly. That's what I do. And uh, Julia Lester... Julia Lester from, you know, High School Musical, the musical, the series is Red Riding Hood. That's it. That, 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 that show title is a mouthful. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what number are we on? We're on a number six. Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. Crosby. I got it right the second time I tried. You remember when I read this book. Oh, I remember and I and I still have my copy and I'm still, you know, nervous to read it. The plot twist at the end of that book still has me fucked up. Oh dear. Like I thought about it when I was looking at my five star ratings on a uh, story graph and I was like, I still can't believe he did that. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't go find out, just uh Trigger warning for a lot of violence. Yay! Gory violence. Yay, gory violence. I mean, I mean, the violence is a little at least better in books than like on in movies because, like, at least I can kind of skim through those details. Yeah, but you know how sometimes you catch a detail reading it and you're just like, 
Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I'm still scarred from um, what's it called? The TV show uh, Godless, who is by the same people who did the Queen's Gambit. Like, the opening scene was, like, dead bodies, and I think uh, I think, was it a child's head that was chopped off? Like, you just saw that casually. See, you said that, and I immediately thought of the scene in the Twilight movies <laughs> with the immortal child. Panning, <laughs> it into the pit. <laughs> Casually, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Dakota Panning looked like she was having so much fun with that. Yeah, Dakota, <laughs> are you okay, honey? I don't know, but good for her. Glad she. I'm glad she had fun with that shit show of a franchise. Okay, but like, bless the actors. I know. And um, also a pre- shout out and appreciation for Michael Sheehan because he was like, because he was offered like, or he was approached for the role. Of, I don't know if it was straight up offer, but he was approached about it. And he and his daughter at the time was reading the series. You know, she was really into it, so he was like, talked to her about it, and she basically was like, you have to take this role, Dad. You have to, you have to, you have to. So he kind of did it to as like a bonding thing with his daughter, which I thought was really sweet. And now he's everyone's favorite angel. Yes. Except and- for Castiel. We love Castiel. <laughs> and he has the most memeable laugh from Breaking Dawn Part 2. Yes! Yeah, when we watched that scene, you guys, both of us were like, pause, pause, the moment. It's a moment. We stopped everything. We had to watch. Like that and, uh, where have you been, Loka? Yes. Yes. Oh, there was one other moment that we stopped for. In the baseball scene? We stopped for the baseballs. You know what it was? We watched the movie together, the first one a few weeks before. And we found the part where Carlisle grabs Charlie by the waist when he walks behind him in the hospital. So we're watching it like two weeks later and we're like, hold on, hold on. It's the moment. It's the moment. It Did had you, to like, stop. Leave the-, the room or something and I paused it because I'm like, the moment's coming. Sarah yes. needs to be in the room for this moment. <laughs> yes. And the, when we found it the first night, we actually rewinded and watched it again. <laughs> yes. Because I was in shock that I had seen this movie so many fucking times and I never noticed. Raddies, this this tangents for you. <laughs> Find <laughs> us, Raddies. If you know, you know what we're talking about. Um, well, if not, uh, you're lost. Yeah. And also the best uh, use of the meme on TikTok where it's like some where like person in the boat with the Titanic music playing in the background is Haro. And it's like Aro on his way to decimate a clan and win back Carlisle once and for all. Yes. <laughs> and we'll, and that that's why in the in the vision Aro ripped Carlisle's head off. It's like, well, if I can't have you, no one can. Screw your wife. You're mine. Yeah. It's like I it's like if I if I can't have you, no one will, and I'm gonna steal your talented psychic daughter. Mine now, bitches. Yep. Anyway, uh, what, where, what are we on? We are on six. Your turn. Okay. Yeah, you said yours. Um, mine's um another manga series. Uh, Spy Family. I'm surprised this one wasn't higher for you. This was hard. Okay. 
like like the top five like the top five I, I it was almost impossible for me to rank them so yeah the only reason that this that spy family isn't higher is because what was it um it was volume seven was wasn't quite on par as the rest of the volumes like all the other volumes were like five stars volume seven was the only one where it was like eh, four stars still good but not just up to par with the rest of the series but for those who don't know um basically a spy codenamed twilight for his mission he has to make a fake family and infiltrate to uh, get close to some important diplomat my hair's caught on a button on my flannel it's fine um <laughs> ouch yep and and he ends up adopting a psychic uh six-year-old and he doesn't know that his adopted daughter is a psychic she knows he's a spy um he thinks she doesn't know he's a spy and then he requires a fake wife who is also an assassin and she doesn't know her fake husband's a spy he doesn't know his fake wife is in an assassin but the psychic daughter knows and it's chaos and wonderful and somehow very wholesome and they adopt a dog in volume four it's great this sounds like 2012 avengers fanfic i know i know and it's the best i love that though um I also watched a few episodes of the anime. Highly recommend as well. Nice. Oh, Etsy's emailing me. Go away. Okay. So we are on to number five. This is the only author I have on my list twice. Ooh. The Broken Girls by Simone St. James. Simone St. James knows what she's doing. We love mystery thrillers with a bit of paranormal. Read it. Yeah. If I say much more, I'm going to accidentally spoil things. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, th- like thrillers, mysteries, you should know as little as possible about the plot, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so mine is the number five is uh, the opposite of that. Um, where, where'd it go? Um, it's Kiss Her Once for Me by Alison uh, Cotron. Also, spe- also shout out to her other book I read this year, The Charm Offensive. It's also really good. I just like this one better. But yeah, um, so main character is a depressed 25-year-old whose life is in shambles. And to get money, this guy who owns a building at the coffee shop where she works is like, hey, we, um, want to be my friend? want to do a marriage of convenience for a year so I can get my inheritance and I'll give you uh, $200,000 afterward. And she's like, okay. And then they go to Christmas, uh, family Christmas, only to find out that the guy's sister is a woman that she fell in love with the previous Christmas. So whoops. Oopsie. Yep. And it's amazing. And it's got other themes going around that like uh how you know don't 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 be afraid of failure things don't go according to plan uh what's the saying god laugh points and laughs at your plans or whatever yep yep so it, it was just it, it was a it was a message i needed to hear so so it meant a lot to to read it and and who doesn't love a queer holiday rom-com boring people boring people 
we're we're cool people we like queer holiday rom-coms we are we are cool yes very cool (laughs) all right and number four getting into the good ones this is a book that i gifted to you oh and of green gables a graphic novel because like that graphic novel um guys it is by mariah marsden the art is gorgeous. It's a story that I didn't know. Art by Brenna Thumler, guys. Thank you. Sorry, I'm obsessed with her art with her art because she also wrote um the Sheets graphic novel that I'm obsessed with. I was hoping that if you didn't have it, which you did, that we could have included it in the show notes. Yeah. Look at you saving us a step. Yep. I'll actually I'll I'll do you one better, guys. I'll put her I'll put the artist uh Instagram in the show notes because I follow her on Instagram. Her art's beautiful. The art's beautiful. She capped they capture the feeling so well together between the art and the dialogue. I was sitting there sobbing. I I want them to adapt the whole series now. Seriously, keep going. Yeah, please. Pretty please. I want to see um because I'm in the middle of book three right now i want to see a graphic novel with Anne and gilbert at college yes <laughs> hey ray again well and she just i was gonna say oh i see ray walking by yeah, and she she goes bye bye again jokes on her the door's shut she can't go upstairs we had a puppy come to work today her name was bubbles Yay! I love her you. name was bubbles <sighs> Oh, did I tell you when I went to Pennsylvania and met my grandparents' new puppy? No. She's so cute. She's a little, she's a six-month-old uh, golden, and um, there's a horse farm within walking distance from my house, so me and my aunt took her for a walk, and the horses love her. Like, they come up to the gate to say hi to her. It's so cute. I could cry. Yeah, I'll send you pictures later, but anyway, yeah, so you said you're number four. Uh, mine is... Art in Grey by Ray uh, Stoeve. I, I don't know how to say it. S-T-O-E-V-E. Oh, another book that came for you this year? Yes, the another book that came for me this year. That, listen, okay guys, this is a YA contemporary uh, graphic novel. Uh, main character is dealing with, you know, her mother left them, but she wasn't a great mother. Um, look up the trigger warnings for that book, guys. Um, it was very emotional, and I read it while taking Bubba gambling. Sounds <laughs> like, about right. Yeah, originally I got it from the library because I was like, "Oh, this sounds interesting," and and I took Bubba gambling, and I always reach a point where I play a few times, but I don't want to lose too much money. And Bubba enjoys it more than I do, so I'll just sit down next to her, reading whichever book I have with me, and happened to be that book. I started it that morning, and I finished it that night. It had been a long time since I've read like a whole book in one day. So naturally I had to buy my own copy after that. And it's fucking amazing. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, like th- this is the kind of book that school libraries should promote to their students. Just saying. Yes. And also the main character is a photographer, which... Uh, the book, which is another just random side note, the book gave me a whole new appreciation for photography, which I think is really cool. Love that. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three. 
The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. True crime junkies assemble. Yeah. Our main character is a true crime blogger and enthusiast. There is murder. There is intrigue. If I say much more, I'll be spoiling. Yeah. I need to read. I don't want to read that book now because, you know, I started getting into true crime this year. I've converted you. Yes. You've can. Yeah. So any true crime girlies listening, you have Sarah to thank for getting me into it. Yes. Now go listen to my favorite murder. Yeah. And, good. and remember, read stay sexy, don't get murdered. Which I also read this year, which was also a good book. Just didn't, just couldn't quite make the top ten because there, I read so many damn good books. How, how dare there be so many talented writers out there? I read that last year, so it would have been disqualified for me. So, yeah. How, how dare all y'all writers have the audacity to be talented and write good, good shit for me to read? How dare you? You make this ranking very hard that no one asked us to do. We just felt like doing it on our own. And we also planned this with, what, two days' notice? Yeah. You asked me Tuesday, I wrote my list Wednesday on lunch, and here we are on Thursday. You're doing better than me. I wrote this list today at lunch. I had a lunch break, and I had a note to myself that said Allison book rank, and I was like, oh, I gotta do that. Yeah, and I'm even questioning certain places, especially, like, number four and and number three. Like, I'm like, do I switch these? Too late now. So... So uh, yeah. now, yeah, it's too late now. But if if you ask me tomorrow, who knows? I would have I might have different opinions. But anyway, what's your number three? I gave you mine. Oh yeah, you said the cold cases. Okay, my number three. I'm I'm just chaos. It's fine, guys. So my number three is uh, Babel by R. F. Kuang, the um, historical fantasy novel that has taken the book world by storm it's like the barnes and noble like pick of the year for like speculative fiction it is flipping amazing it takes place in like early 1900s at oxford um you know questions the educational system a bit and critiques the british empire because (laughs) as we kind of established with the royal family the british empire is very shady and um it's everything you want in like a uh, dark academia. It has like the amazing ambiance, like like you're sucked into the into this world. You know, if you're someone who loves books, obviously you'll be excited to be in that world. But also, it provides a lot of interesting history and critiquing again the academic institution because I'm sure you know we as we can attest for people who got who did our undergraduate academic world is not necessarily the healthiest place i think yeah no mental illness nope (laughs) yep and yeah it like i don't know i feel like you could write like i could write like a whole essay like a whole essay or just do a whole separate like episode talking about stuff that that goes on in babel because a lot happens in that book and all the characters are are so like three-dimensional and and fascin and fascinating and they feel like real people too like they don't feel like stock characters at all so what you're saying is you want to have episodes eventually eventually in like the very far future because <laughs> i get a lot of books that i love as you can tell 
by this list and the fact that I had such a hard time ranking everything. Yeah. Yep, so Mabel will definitely show up one day in the future when I'm like, I don't know, if I'm in my 40s and still doing this. But anyway. Hi, Ray. Oh, hi, Ray. Are you going to settle over there now? Cool. Ray's in her bed on right behind me on the floor. She's living the dream. She, she's living her best life. Anyway, um, number two. The Unsinkable Greta James by Jennifer E. Smith. We have a character who is going on a cruise with her father and their family friends that her mother was meant to be on, but her mother died. Dang. Grappling with grief. She's a celebrity coming out of fame and just existing in grief, and it's wonderfully done. The destinations that they see on the cruise are awesome, and it's just, it's one of those books I got on my Kindle, and I'm like, I need a real copy of this. I need to clutch it in my hands and stop. Like, I need a physical thing I can hold. I almost bought it off a book of the month today. Oh, nice. And then I changed my mind. Do you, do you want, like, a... Not like a pretty like hardcover from the store. Well, that and I decided to get another add-on instead, one that I haven't read yet. Okay. I got crying in H Mart. Nice. Okay. Uh, Your number two. Yeah, my number two. Um, and again, I went back and forth on number two and number one so much. So I know you might be able to guess. Uh, but my number two is Anne of Green Gables. I'm betting on your number one now. So. <laughs> Feel like, yeah, I feel like you don't my number one is at this point. But yeah, Anne of Green Gables. Um as anyone as anyone would know, I'm obsessed with and in love with. And it's my and the and I'm in the middle of book three right now, and the series is currently my happy place. How many copies of the first book do you have? Oh boy. Um let's see the one I read. She's counting on her fingers, guys. Yeah. Okay, including the graphic novel and the manga adaptation that I have, seven. Seven copies of a book that she read this year, guys. Yep! <laughs> you were reading the second book when we met Youth Pastor Ryan. Yes, I was. I had he asked you about it. Yes, he did. We love that, man. Yep, yeah, he he he's a good one, and I still have the video I sent you about his about his roommate being like, "Look at Ryan, he left the key in the door." In the door. <laughs> he would. He would, but mm -hmm. also me too. Yeah. And uh, guys, we've made it. We're at number one. Yeah. Even though I know we've been talking for almost an hour, it feels like this has gone by so fast. For us, this is fast. And just yeah. think, we had tangents. Yeah. Usually I feel it when we've gone on for over an hour. I don't feel it right now. I feel like we just started talking. This is weird. Yeah, we're we're going pretty quick. Yeah. Guys, we did it. We're down to number one. All right. Big dramatic reveal. Don't Cry For Me by Daniel Black. Woo! Then I should have seen that coming. 
Yeah, I love that book. And the author is a sweetheart. We love him. Every time I posted something saying how much I love that book, he has DM'd me to thank me and tell me that I'm going to make him cry. Aww. We love Daniel Black. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, so for those who don't know, first of all, what are you doing? Go get this book. It's a series of letters that a father wrote to his son while he's dying. Leading up to the end of his life. He's He and his son don't really speak. There's a lot he didn't tell his son. He's a man of color who grew up in an older generation. And this, to him, is his last chance to make amends with his son. To get his son to understand him. Why he did the things that he did what he regrets and it's it's a hard hitter like my review on instagram literally had one of the last paragraphs of the book word for word because i couldn't not dang well i need to read this book very soon because i have a copy so good um you like a drum roll (laughs) yeah oh and um and uh you said you messaged uh you on instagram right yep Okay, I'll let, uh, Daniel Black. I'll link his Instagram in the show notes to you guys because this man deserves our support. Yes, if it's easier, I know for a fact I have him tagged in my posts about the book. Perfect, thank you. I try. All right, drum roll. Should we say? Should we say this at the same time? Because I feel like you know what it is too. I'm scared. Okay. One, two. Three sorcery of thorns. Yes, <laughs> the book that I forced you to buy on my birthday for yourself. Yes, she made me go home with it on her birthday. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this, I know you don't read a ton of fantasy, but this one's standalone. You should read it. <laughs> yeah, Anne of Green Gables and Sorcery of Thorns have been my like personality this year, guys. So what is the other reason you recommended it to me? Do you remember? Oh, yes, because uh, the book has very strong Howl's Moving Castle vibes, and we both love that movie. We watched it together the night before. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, hey, East book. <laughs> Howl Pendragon, everyone. <laughs> yes. It. Yep, so, so main character, Elizabeth, she grows up in, in a magical library. So, you know, when I heard about this book, all, I, all you needed to tell me was magical library and I read and I was like well I'm gonna read it now and yep um there's fantastic bisexual representation there's a character who a supporting character who may or may not be arrow ace it's like strongly hinted at like definitely a- arrow I'd say but possibly on the asexual spectrum as well but and like I have like it's been a while since I have been as like in love with YA fantasy as I am now. I this emotionally attached to a YA fantasy or just any book in this capacity is The Infernal Devices by Cassandra Clare. Do you know that I got the flashback pictures in my Google Photos today of when we went and saw her? Oh my god, yes! Today. Google Photos reminded me that we went and saw Cassie Clare like what three or four years ago. Yeah, for the release of Queen of Air and Darkness. 
Melinda Lowe was there. Yeah. I love. Yep. I still have my, still got the books. Still have my book that she signed. I haven't read it yet, but still got it. We love Melinda Lowe. Yes. And I still need to read the book that came out this year. That's the companion to Night at the Telegraph Club, because that was also an excellent read. See, I need to read Last Night at the Telegraph Club because there was an issue when I um, took it out of the library that um, it didn't cooperate and it wasn't out long enough for me and the school year was ending, so I had to return it. Uh, oh, also, her book, Ash. I read that this year, too. Also fantastic and should be considered a YA classic. Yes. So yes, but yes, Sorcery of Thorns. If you love magic and books and a good, and a good like uh, romance, then yes, you should read it. And like I said, and if you love, because if you are in love with the infernal, as in love with the infernal devices as I am, then you will love Sorcery of Thorns. And speaking of which, Chain of Thorns is finally coming out at the end of January, and I will not be okay. God help me. Yeah, everyone pray for Sarah when that book comes out because she has to deal with me. You know, I also love your pillow, by the way, that you're all laying. Thank on. you. I made it myself. Hey, it's a it's a Loki book, uh, not book, Loki pillow, guys. And uh, is, that, is that is Morpheus on there too? Morpheus is in a couple of frames with Loki. Hey, you kind of see like the side of his head. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can actually find. Here he is. There he Jason. is. There, there, there's Owen Wilson. Ka chow. Ow. Ka chow. I, I've been feeling the need to um rewatch Night at the Museum just for Owen Wilson. Okay, but me, but I want to watch it because of Robin Williams. Oh, I forgot about that. Thank you. Thank you for the feelings now. I'm sorry, but it crosses my mind every, like, week or so. Okay, cool. So I can laugh and be happy because Owen Wilson and cry when I see Robin Williams. Fantastic. Y'all, I unironically do the help is on the way, dearie, from <laughs> whenever yeah. someone asks for my assistance. Help is on the way! You, help you, is on the way! You know another sound I love from that movie? Oh my god! The whole the whole the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> that, looks, that was even better than I did it just now because my hair is a mess, so I have the crazy like lady hair going right now. So poor Sarah. Yeah, it made it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's such a classic. Um, anyway, um wasn't I supposed to be didn't Broadway try making it into a musical at one point? Yeah, pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, Every, everything is pre-COVID and post-COVID. Yeah, it was, like, pre-COVID. Didn't really work out. Oh, speaking of Broadway, did you hear about uh, Beetlejuice? That it's closing? That Alex Brightman's out because he has a concussion? <laughs> He's concussed. <laughs> I saw the article this morning. It's also a TikTok that went semi-viral because everyone's stitching it about 
a woman saying like, hey, it's the people who are sitting by at Beetlejuice, basically us mm-hmm. assholes because people don't know theater etiquette anymore, apparently. You know, everyone's used to streaming things in their living room. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, this is not your living room. Does this look like your living room? I feel bad for the people who sat behind me during Rent. <laughs> Rent is my favorite show. It's what got me into theater. And it literally, it was the day I tested negative after having COVID. First day I tested negative. My ex brings me, we go, we are dressed up. People are complimenting our outfits because we're actually dressed up. And I am just vibrating in my chair this whole time because I love this show. It was the end of the 25th anniversary tour, which started as the 20th anniversary tour. I saw it at the beginning of the run and at the end after it took the break from COVID. So I was just absolutely vibrating in my seat and ugly crying. Ugly crying, I tell you. I can believe it. But anyway, uh, we should probably wrap this up because I also feel a headache coming on, so that's fine. Oh, no. Yeah, but anyway, uh, your Instagram, of course, will be linked in the show notes as well as your TikTok because you mentioned it earlier. Yes, and don't forget Daniel Black's. Yep, and who else? Oh, Brenna Thumbler. Yes. That's important. Okay, got it, Allison, in editing. Good luck with everything. Good luck editing, Allison. Yep, I'm gonna gonna have so much fun, but it's okay, because I'm doing this days in advance rather than the day of, because I have been doing them. Okay, but also, imagine a tangents cut and a non-tangent cut. Hmm. Just imagine the time difference is what I'm saying here. Yeah, I know, but it's fine. Our this is what makes our our top ten top eleven countdown picks unique is our tangents. Yes, bless all of you for listening. I know. Yeah, seriously, thank you everyone who listens to our random tangents. I hope you find us entertaining at the very least. Yes, and if you do, let us know. Yeah, we we like to we like to know that you're happy with our ramblings <laughs> anyway, but uh, if you tell us we're terrible just don't yeah your mom should have taught you if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all yep and although if you do want to say something uh terrible just leave a five-star rating on apple Podcasts, and you can say the terrible review anyway because the algorithm cares more about the five stars than the actual words on the, re- on the review allison will read it on the show if you do Oh, yes. Okay, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I will read it on the show, whether it's good or bad. I will I will laugh. I'll find, either way, I'll find some kind of joy out of it, either way. Guys, that wasn't scripted. I just pulled that out of my butt. And, yeah, she she really, and I actually love this. So, thank you, Sarah. Okay, so, yeah. all my Also, all my socials, of course. The podcast, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube channel, um... My email for you know business purposes, uh, book of the month. If you're listening, email me to sponsor me. Um, uh, uh, what the heck? I'll put my personal TikTok on there too, and my personal Instagram because I've been posting a lot of really cool scenery photos lately. Yes, I still want to know what those birds were talking about. I know, right? <laughs> you seen my TikTok, you know, and also the one one with the ducks too. But anyway. 
thank thank you all so much for listening i hope um you all read something wonderful in 2022 um let us know what you read that you loved and i hope you have a good reading year for for 2023 because we got a lot of exciting books coming out this year yes and remember hydrate or dihydrate yes stay healthy and stay safe we love you here at the podcast and what did i miss any other housekeeping uh oh yeah chapters 10 to 12 of mockingjay coming up if not next week then the week then the week after and i do want to plan something for like the one year anniversary of this podcast because we're coming up on that holy shit holy shit i know i i need to figure out what to do for that we'll talk about it later but yes i hope you all uh that's all the housekeeping i hope you all have a great day slash night and we'll talk to you next time Bye. bye